This episode of Coach to Coach is brought to you by my coach training program for academics and higher education professionals. I'll be the first to admit that I've never needed my coaching skills more than in this roller coaster of a year. An anchor for me during this time has been meeting with my coach training participants each week to explore how we can hold space for clients, listen for things they care about most, and help them to achieve their goals through focused questioning, activities, and tools. If you think that becoming a coach might be a fit for your professional development goals, you can learn more about the coach training program or sign up for a 30-minute Q&A session with me to ask all of your questions at drkatylinder.com backslash training. The next cohort starts June 20th, and I'd love to have you join us. Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach, Then I'll coach the guest, and they'll coach me for the next six episodes, and always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Caitlin Foss. Caitlin is a certified weight and life coach who helps academics overcome their self-sabotages of overeating and overdrinking. As a tenured psychology professor and department chair, she knows the unique demands of academic life. Now, on to the episode. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Great, Katie. How are you doing? I am doing awesome, and I am so excited to start our coaching journey today. And um, as per the schedule of the Coach to Coach podcast season, I am going to start by coaching you today in this episode, and I'm wondering what kind of topics you're bringing. Yes, I am in the middle of thinking about my zone of genius right now uh, and my values, and I had an experience in 2016 where it finally clicked for me that I was smart. Like I believed I was smart. It was just the way, it was a whole situation of how things happened, and it was finally like, it dawned on me, this is three years post PhD, three or four years, like, I'm actually smart. And if I capitalize on this and use it to my advantage, I can take on the world. And so I feel like I'm at another cusp of that, of like, there are people are telling me I'm exceptional. And I would also like to believe that and understand why, and then be able to turn around and tell others like, here are my, here are my values. Here are the things that I know are my zone of genius. Here's where you could use my skill sets. Um, and here, you know, these are the things I love doing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I'm very in that zone right now of, hmm, here's, you know, I have, um, I'm just finished Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. And she said, she's got the list of values in there. And I circled about 20 of them. And she's very like, you pick two. (laughs) I'm like, oh, how to narrow down. Katie will help. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. So I'm hearing a couple things. One is narrowing down those values. Yeah. And two is kind of concentrating on the zone of genius piece. Um, you mentioned kind of this, is, you're on the cusp and you've kind of gone through this before. What is making this especially significant for you right now in terms of kind of where you are in a life stage or kind of where you are in your career? Why mm-hmm. is this helpful for you to think about? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mid-career. It's like, well, it's just post-tenure land. Mm-hmm. And like, I can do what I want. And what do I want to do? And I want to choose things that, you know, there's lots of things I like to do. But 10xing where I am of just like that, uh, my theme for the year is embracing ease. Like how easeful would it be if I chose things that line up with what I'm good at and I enjoy them when you're in that, like to both of those lands of like, yes, this is so easeful. I just automatically do it. But if I don't recognize that within myself, it's hard to tap into. Mm-hmm. So it's that post tenure and um, like, what else do I want to be doing and growing as a coach land? That's why I feel like I'm on the cusp. Okay. Sounds good. So when you think about this session today, what are some things you'd really like to walk away with at the end of our time together? Yes. Narrow down values and that uh, identifying at least some of the zone of genius uh, things I'm good at, you know, just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the word for that. What I do. (laughs) So kind of naming the zone of genius pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And narrowing down those values to like maybe two or three. Can we give ourselves some wiggle room from Brene's? Yes. <laughs> you know, Brene, gospel of Brene. I'm like, Brene says pick two. All right. All right. Yeah. But two or three. Okay. That sounds good. Um, so would you like to start with the values piece or with the zone of genius piece today? Hmm. That's a good question. I think values. Okay. So when you were looking at that list of values and you picked out 20-ish, you said, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that can be useful is to think about, are there any that are kind of similar to each other? So what are the buckets that maybe these values fall into thematically? Can you kind of connect them and see any themes as you're looking at the list? I can. There are like achievement, being the best, and even making a difference and competence all probably go together in a bucket. Mm -hmm. There's also, uh, I think it's reliability is the one I gravitate towards, which also includes resourcefulness and self-discipline. And for me, reliability is very tied to well-being. Mm. Like, okay, this statement of, I do what I say I'm going to do. And apparently that's a big deal. I mean, I've built that skill over time, but it all falls under, of course, I'm going to say what I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Sometimes that has weaknesses, but Mm -hmm. it includes well-being and health for me. Like Mm -hmm. that shows up in all areas of my life. And hmm, then some of the other ones are maybe more fit under those areas and or things like joy kindness oh i didn't say growth like if you tell if you said katie you know caitlin pick two 
right now. It'd be like growth has to be one of them. Okay. Because learning and growth, I didn't even circle learning now that I'm looking at this list. <laughs> growth and learning part of my whole, like, how do you end up in an academic career? It's so tied to who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe I'm on this planet to grow. So that like growth definitely has to be piece of a piece of this. And then I'm kind of drawn to the reliability one because it encompasses so many other things. Mm -hmm. What is the relationship for you between that growth category and the achievement competence being the best helping others category? Mm -hmm. I, mm, yeah, I feel like now that you say that, growth does encompass those because it's not necessarily just the achievement, but it's a way to grow. Like, oh, mm -hmm. this career checklist, this ladder, go be the best in this. Sure. That's a way to grow. <laughs> I will adopt those readily. So growth is huge for you. Mm -hmm. Wondering if you can articulate why. What is it about growth that makes it so central to your value system? It feels like a purpose that, well, what am I doing on this planet? I'm growing. I'm, what are you saying? Why? Uh, it's the evolution of where we're headed. Like everything grows and dies, so, you know, but like that's on the path to growth. Growth. <laughs> why am I a, you know, why do I teach lifespan development and have a PhD in human development and family studies? It's because I like lifespan and growth of all of us has been important to me. Uh, if we're not growing, what are we doing? We're stagnating out and that doesn't seem worth it. That seems like a waste of mm, energy or human beingness. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's interesting that you can see this value in things you've already done. Like mm -hmm. you said, your degree and your job, and like you've made choices that are clearly aligned with this value in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it seems like growth could be one of the two or three. Mm -hmm. That seems like a pretty clear option for you. I love that one. And then you had this other category of doing what you say you'll do, reliability, resourcefulness, self-discipline, and then, then you associated that with kind of well-being and health, or at least that was an outcome of yeah. that particular value. How is that feeling as a second option? Yeah. Hmm. Is it, that's part of the question, I guess, of, is it in my zone of genius of like, of yeah. course I do these things, or is it actually what I am drawn to is where I feel torn on the reliability piece. Yeah. That is a really good question to ask. Cause when you were describing it, you really did describe it as if it was your zone of genius. Yeah. Cause you're known for it. You're known for doing this thing and it's not a thing that everyone else can do. Yep. But sometimes if it is a zone of genius, it's a value system too, because you're practicing it and they can overlap or they can even be the same thing. Yeah. Right. Hmm. How would you differentiate between a value and something that's a zone of genius? Good question. I think 
I, I like this idea that she talks about, you always come back to them and they're so crystallized. Like, of course, like I always, no matter what, I'm always coming back to these things over and over and over again uh, as a value. Zone of genius. There are some things that are in my zone of genius of like, I've got that down, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to keep coming back to it until I'm 80. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm 80, I'm still going to be going on about growth. I know that for sure. Mm -hmm. I've been going on about that since I was little, since I was, you know, reading self-help when I was 15, for sure. But zone of genius, like some things come in and out of that or show up and get magnified in different ways, depending on what we're doing. Am I, I think that's how I'd distinguish the two. Mm -hmm. Can you value something without it being a core value? Mm. What's an example? Could you? I'm, I'm wondering about this area. Like maybe <laughs> it is a zone of genius for you, this idea of doing what you say you will, and you value it in other people when they can do that too. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily make it a core value. Or you could even think about something like collaboration or diversity. Like these might be things that you value a lot, but it doesn't necessarily make them a core value for you. True. Yes. Which is part of how I end up with a list of 20, I guess. Like, exactly. oh, I value. Mm -hmm. But my core value. Yeah. So what makes it core? What makes it core versus just something I value? To me, it apparently has to be the uh, permanent, permanent piece of it, of like, mm -hmm. or, or it permeates everything. Mm -hmm. It shows up no matter what I'm doing, would be core value. Mm -hmm. All my roles, all my environments, growth is going to show up. But then that's where I get drawn to the reliability because so does reliability. Or, but then I, mm, yeah. And I'm like, but then I've got the like openness and optimism on here. Mm -hmm. I love good optimism. That probably permeates everything. What's the relationship between optimism and growth? Optimism. If we're always looking for the good. And looking at what is positive then as we grow it's like easy to keep the ball rolling to keep growing it's like oh here let's focus on the things that are working well or here's an area like let's be optimistic that this thing could be turned around into a growth opportunity <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah which i do seem to like people will say to me of why you're why are you so optimistic about this or everything doesn't have to be optimistic i'm like oh but doesn't it doesn't it really <laughs> okay that may be also a zone of genius thing for us to consider true when you think about your values the core values how do you utilize them for guidance 
if I think about growth, I can think of making decisions. Like even if it's something that's hard or like right now I'm working on being uncomfortable a lot. It's like, that's how I'm going to grow. So it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like I turn to them as, yeah, this is, I know I'm on the right track if it ties to growth. Mm -hmm. I know I'm on the right track. I know I'm making good decisions for me. There's something that's like in line with me, not based on what other people are doing. If it's tied to one of my core values. Mm -hmm. What happens when you put that criteria to some of these other things you're considering as core values? as being a decision-making tool. Yeah. Do I really need to be optimistic about it? No. Well, then I'd be like, no, I've, sometimes I need to be scared and still lean towards growth. Do I need to be reliable? Am I going to keep coming back to, ooh, yeah, I do like that one of, I, how could you not, how could it not serve you to keep coming back to reliability as a foundation or a, uh, something that will serve me, whatever I'm up to. Mm -hmm. If I do what I say I'm going to do, that always pays off. Mm -hmm. Except the part where I said, sometimes it's, I might take it too far, but the, but almost always it serves me. Which is maybe why it's not quite reliability. It's the other words that, what do we say relate to it? Self-discipline, resourcefulness. Mm -hmm. Doing what you say you'll do. And then you had also tied it to well-being and health. Yeah. Uh, well-being and health fall under those because that's part of what Brene talks about. It's like, yeah, you, she, hers are faith and courage. She doesn't have family on there, even though it, like that's obviously family is very important to her, but family comes under um, like courage for her. Okay. So for, by, for like faith and courage, family comes under that. So to me, it's something like reliability, my well-being and taking care of myself comes under reliability. Okay. Taking care of myself, taking care of my family, friends comes under that. So that's why I probably can't be self-discipline, but you know what it might actually be is discipline. How are you distinguishing between the two? Discipline and self-discipline. Self would just be me. Oh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about a core value here. Um, self, uh, yeah, I guess I think, okay, I can think about it of Discipline would come into family, like as a parent, demonstrating my own self-discipline and then helping others have discipline in them to like, if you do what you say you're going to do, then, and like, okay, if you say what you're going to, you're going to do what you're, if you can follow through on that and you pick the thing that you want to do, like you'll be unstoppable. How does this relate to words like consistency or follow through? Mm -hmm. Oh, I like consistency. That wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even on this list. Consistency. Ooh, oh yeah. 
oh, you know what this is related to? Is stability, which also, now I'm realizing wasn't on this list. I love a good consistency, stability word. You're right. That's very close to this core value. Whatever the second thing is, is like, and I think it's consistency, not stability, because stability can contradict with growth in a lot of ways. It's not like mm-hmm. I, I love stability in a lot of areas in my life, but consistency, oh, oh my gosh, Katie, consistent growth is like, bah! <laughs> okay, so when they merge, there's like a whole other thing happening there. That's kind of exciting. That is exciting. Look at that. Consistency and growth. They go together and they encompass all areas of my life. If I can be a, con- yeah, that's it. Not just discipline. It's like, if I can be a consistent parent, consistent wife, consistent, uh, like worker in my career, consistent with myself. Yeah. I love that. Okay. How does that connect with this concept of embracing ease? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It is ease. Like uh, the ease which is different from easy, but it's also then easy to use the word easy to go with it. So it's like, it is easy for me to be consistent. Mm. It's easy to choose the option for growth, to lean into growth. It's one of those, oh, of course, I'm going to be consistent. And of course, I'm going to grow in whatever I'm doing. So if that it's never a hard decision, embracing ease is like, this isn't a hard decision. This is, this completely makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense to other people sometimes because they don't have the values. They don't have the core values of growth and consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We have an option of throwing a third one in there. How are you feeling about these two right now? I like these two. You know, I love the rules too from Brene, the pick two, <laughs> and that they go so well together. I think it does take care of everything. You know, if maybe if there was a third, it would be something around joy or kindness or that optimism. Maybe a enthusiasm, enthusiasm, but that's where maybe that's more zone of genius. Mm-hmm. This seems like a nice segue into starting to shift towards zone of genius. Shall we go in that direction? Let's do it. Okay. So you may have gone through this process before of identifying a zone of genius or multiple. Do you have ideas of what this looks like for you? I can identify things about me, which I think is super important. If we do, I can, it's like, here's my rough draft, Katie, of I, um, if you give me a task, I will do it. You know, like if I also say that's on, if I say it's on my to-do list, it's, it's happening. Um, which is probably the, where the reliability I have, what else do I do that people, (laughs) this is going to be the best part too. People listening to this that know me are going to be like, I've got a list for you, Caitlin, listen to my list. And I'm like struggling, you know, over here, like, what are these things? Uh, <laughs> it is easy for me to be enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. To what else? To be? Uh, 
there's something that I can't quite identify of I coming up with creative or clever solutions, which is tied to something like what I, I ask the question, what else could I do here? How could I provide value or like what else would make this even more amazing? Mm-hmm. Apparently others are not asking that question because then it shows up of like, here, look, I added to this. Remember how you told me to do this thing? Well, now I've done that and this other thing. And people are like, whoa, what? Um, there's also a skill of if someone tells me, like if you mention in passing, Katie, read this book, follow that person. This helped me. I'm a person that like hears that, listens to it, and I go and do it. I did that in high school. Like English teacher would say, read, read this book. And I'm like, I know I only read that one, but then I read the three others by the author. And she was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> uh and I see that, I, and what's funny about that is it's one of those things that I will tell my students to do. I'm like, hey, you know, I will like lay it out there too. I'll be like, you know, a really good way to impress your other professors that are mentoring you right now, go read a research article that they wrote. And how many of them take me up on that? Not that many, but it feels like a zone of genius thing of, and I don't quite know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is the relationship between that iteration piece and the follow through and the enthusiasm and the idea of something like improvement, which could be tied to growth? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here to learn. Let's Let's dig in. Let's find out more. What else can we do here? Those are questions I ask myself when you say that. What role do you want to be playing in In? those situations? Hmm. Oh. I'm very used to being like a worker. Oh, and it's like I'm not quite the idea generator person. I love to do and follow, like be under leadership that I believe in. It's like if I line up with your mission, what you're up to, I'm like, all right, let's do all the things. Let's come up with all the things and do more of it. But I don't want to set the vision. I don't want to come up with strategic goals. That's for sure. Not on my radar. But if you're like, this is the goal we're working towards. And I'm like, I like that goal. All right, let's go. Then I'll, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. There definitely seems to be a theme here of doing love to do right being a doer being a worker following through having discipline Mm -hmm. but also doing it with a positive attitude Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Complaining isn't going to get me very far. And especially in a forward-facing way of like, if we're working with customers or if we're working with students, like not necessary to complain. And I like just doing less of it. The older I get, I'm like, well, that's really not doing anything for me. So the positive attitude always seems to pay off. You mentioned a couple times earlier, Caitlin, this idea of something being like a little bit of a double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. you know, like you do it really well, but it can kind of go overboard a little bit Mm -hmm. for other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually a huge sign of a zone of genius Mm -hmm. that it has like this double-sided, you know, you can do it really well, but because other people maybe don't do it as well as you, you can overdo it with them. And they're like, whoa. (laughs) Back off. I don't know what to do with that because that's not my zone of genius. Yes. But they may not be able to recognize it for what it is. Yes. When you think about that, what are the areas in your life where you have to know the boundary of the thing that you do really well so that you can kind of leverage it in the best way? Mm-hmm. I think of enthusiasm as one of those, I got to watch it sometimes. Actually, I mean, the place I need to watch it is with coaching. In the classroom, I'm like, this has no boundaries of you just got to deal with this at 8 a.m. But uh, <laughs> maybe if you're in my office one-on-one, I'll kind of cool it down, calm it down a little bit. But that one's okay. But you know, the um, another one is, oh, if it's a goal for me and I say I'm going to do it, but it was actually misaligned with maybe I don't need to pursue that thing. Then like I'm doing it anyways. Quitting is not an option. So like it never occurred to me to quit my PhD. I was just like, I'm not, no, I said I was doing this thing. I'm here. Everyone knows I'm doing this thing. I'm doing it. Even if it had been, if it had made more sense, I don't, I mean, I don't think it really did for me, but it's just one of those, like, watch out when we set a goal and go after it. Like, actually, you know, one that was a bad idea was uh whole 30, 30 days of no sugar and none of like very strict eating plan. And I took it, you know, by day 20, you were supposed to be feeling better at the very least. And I was like, I'm not feeling any better, but I said, I'm doing this for 30 days. I'm making it happen. And even my husband was like, you know, you, you could not follow through on this. I'm like, that's not an option here. I have to do it. <laughs> so I did, but so if it's a goal I've set for myself, the double-edged sword can come out for sure. Or even if I've said it for other people, I'm like, Hey, I, well, and I'll go after people, right? Like you, you said you were going to do this. Why haven't you done it? You, you said you were going to do this. I, I, I'm frustrated right now because you're not doing the thing you said you were going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the relationship between that quality and accountability? Mm, the first word that comes to mind is trust. Because that's how I built trust with myself. I know I'll do what I say I can do. Or if I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And that shows myself, oh, I can trust myself. 
other people, hmm, like if you're not showing me the signs that you're going to follow through, I'm probably going to back off from expecting you to do things or hire you again or reach out to you for other opportunities kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There seems to be some overlap there between that value of consistency because it's guiding your decisions, that trust piece. Yes. Yes. It's like I'm in the weeds. I can't see it, but I hear you. <laughs> mm -hmm. We talked about the role of values as doing things like offering guidance, having longevity, permeating all parts of your life. Mm -hmm. What are kind of the other things you would describe for the zone of genius pieces mm. in terms of how you would identify them or how they would be used? Mm -hmm. They're the things that I think are natural, that I just do them and other people are like, that's amazing. And it's the perfect trigger for imposter syndrome because, and I see this in my clients or my students and they're like, no, but I, what do you mean other students don't do the homework that you give them? I'm like, I know you do that and it's easy, but a, a lot of people struggle with that. So for me, it's like the things that I do, they're easy of, that are just like, yeah, of course. I don't even do have an active thought process about it. It's just like, here I am doing this thing of, because that's what I do. And yeah. I forget the original question. Oh, zone of genius. Mm -hmm. The qualities, the, how we're describing that, the criteria. Yeah. yeah. It feels that it has that quality of ease and is something that if I pay attention to, you know, it's just part of this. Like if I pay attention to this and recognize when I can apply zone of genius things, then I'll be able to succeed. Then I'll be able to tell people who are leading me, like, you know, it would be really great for me in this situation. Just let me do this, which then makes me think of, you know, another thing I do, like, so as department chair, I love to hire people and connect people. Someone is screaming at the podcast right now, telling me that I like, yeah, that's one of your things. I love connecting people. And I was just uh, talking with somebody who, um, at my graduate school, I was talking to the new PhD students and I was like, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. And the professor was like, oh yeah, Caitlin's serious about that. She really means that. She loves to connect and talk with people and reach out. And I, I like heard her say that and I'm thinking, because other people don't. But then I do know that to be true. And the amount of people, one, that either follow up or contact me or... <laughs> I'm the person that's like, hey, so you said, like, like Katie, you put your address out there. I mailed you a card. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know I'm not the only one, but it's also the, some people like don't even think about that. Of like, oh, what? You would 
follow up and hear from like talk to that person yeah well and you mentioned under consistency as your value the concept of resourcefulness mm -hmm. what's the relationship between that resourcefulness and connecting other people mm -hmm. to me it makes perfect sense that other people have skill sets or zones of genius or something knowledge in a lot of ways like they have knowledge that would help if you if we listen right it's so like oh I go ask that person who's already been through this about their experience or they have a tip or something. If I listen, I'm going to get there faster. I'm not stubborn or kind of like I have to do this my own way. I'm like, no, no. I, I like my path. Yes. But I would also like to hear, actually, that's part of it. Because if you think about it, I love, this is what I'm trying to embrace in this part of my lifespan, doing my own thing and following my own path instead of just taking the 10 steps from somebody else and being like, okay, yes, I'll take those and do them. And then I'll report back on the other end. Like, oh wait, if that isn't quite lined up with what I want, then I'm at the end of that 10 step list. Like, oh, how'd I get here? Mm -hmm. So I've heard a few things that are potential zone of genius, mm -hmm. enthusiasm, mm -hmm. follow through slash discipline Yep. and connecting people. Yeah. What else do you think falls in here? What else are people screaming at the podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Enthusiasm, discipline, connecting people. seems like those connect though that that encompasses everything it's also in terms of how a list of values can be helpful to be like wait what are the other options here of what's in other people's zones of genius mm -hmm. do you want to think about some people that you know and what are their zones of genius hmm well, it'd probably be easiest to think about people I admire. What I admire about them, especially if people are mirrors. If we think about Brene, I think warmth falls in some grouping, perhaps with enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and maybe this is where joy and kindness shows up that I kind of tapped into from that list of values of like... Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you be kind? I love kindness and warmth and so much so that I'm the, oh yeah, gosh. Yeah. Okay. I'm the person in New York city smiling, walking down the street, tourists are coming up to me. Like, can you help me find this? And I'm like, why are people talking to me right now? I'm just smiling and I'm not supposed to be smiling in New York city. So it's hard for me. Or like when you can't smile in your passport photo, I'm like, mm, stop making me do this. Um, talking to anybody, family members or people would just be like, could we not, could you not make eye contact with them? Yeah, that's definitely got to be one of them. <laughs> Warmth or kindness version of 
joy. Oh, well, and the optimism. That's right. Mm-hmm. Optimism has to be in here. Mm-hmm. Optimism, joy probably go together. So there seems to be a bigger category of like enthusiasm, optimism, joy, warmth, kindness. Do you see all those things in one bucket or are they separated out somehow in terms of zones of genius? Very similar. They all go together. It's not like I separate them out. Yeah, probably all bundled in together. But then some people are maybe warm and kind without enthusiasm. Like I see that in people for sure. So, but for me, it's like, why not make it enthusiastic kindness? (laughs) Yeah. Earlier you mentioned this concept of intelligence or being smart. Mm -hmm. How does that fit in with your zone of genius? Right, isn't that clever that I didn't even put that in there? The, yeah, I don't even think about that, which is probably why it's zone of genius, which is why this call is so important because it's like the things that we don't think of are in our zone of genius. I just, I'm just swimming in my water of intelligence, smartness stuff that it's the thing that is double-edged sword sometimes because nobody listening to this podcast probably is going to have this issue, but it will like, some people are just like, Whoa, too much. Like you're too smart over there or something. What are you doing? And then you add credentials to it, you know, and people are like, okay, I'm terrified right now. So there's a double-edged piece to that, but then you hang out with the right people and then you're all in the pool together swimming around like, Oh yeah, we're all smart, but it is. I like to hang out with smart people. And be led by smart people for sure, which I've had a lot of smart leaders in my life. Um, But sometimes I could see, there's like people that are like, oh no, not working for you. Or like, no, please not, you don't value being smart. That's tricky. But it's, I see, so I don't see that very often being in the academy. So, Mm yeah. Yeah. Is it important for you that the people you work with value these zones of genius? Like you just said, if you don't value being smart, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. If you don't value discipline, which is part of like, if I do CrossFit, right? Like the discipline, it's in a different world outside of the academy, but it's still like we're here for growth and we're here for discipline and consistency oh gosh chris crossfit's like got core values and zone of genius no wonder i go uh connecting people yeah does anyone want that my enthusiasm at 5 30 in the morning i do try to tone it down (laughs) i'm just gonna be quiet over here a little bit um yeah zone of genius is like who what's everybody else doing why don't they value these things mm-hmm. too why don't why isn't it why is it something that other people see in me but i can't see it because i'm swimming in it because like mm-hmm. of course this is the way it is how could it not be the way it is mm-hmm. so you just tested some of the work we did against crossfit Yeah. And said, yep, my values are there. My zone of genius is there. This makes total sense. Of course, I'm going to CrossFit. Are there other areas of your life where we can test 
these values and zone of genius to see if maybe there's something we're missing. Mm-hmm. So I think parenting runs into, this is like my new challenge of life. Um, so we adopted our daughter out of foster care. She's 14 now. And she's been in our house for a year and a couple months at this point. So zone of genius to me is like, well, this would be helpful to be enthused. Like, let me just bring my skill set to this, being enthusiastic and smart and warm and kind and um, discipline. But it shows up like parenting for me right now is the, oh no, this is not what this needs all the time. Like, I don't, this is not ease. This is not something where I just do these things and my daughter lights up like, yes, this is what I needed in my life. Yes. I need you to be enthusiastic. It's actually the opposite. Most of the time she spends telling me like, calm it down, tone it down, stop being nice to me. You know, like we run right into walls of that. And so it's, but me saying that is helpful to hear of like, oh, that's why this feels like a good challenge, like a big growth opportunity for me because other things have to show up and I have to tap into other resources to grow. Mm -hmm. What is it that, what would you call your ability to see that? Hmm. Um, awareness or I know what you mean. It's like I'm paying attention. Attention maybe of mm, let's like, Oh, look what's happening here. How can I grow in this area? It's the word I have for it at the moment. Mm -hmm. That seems like a pretty big thing for coaching as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That others do not do for sure. Oh, uh, it's like reflection, actually. I bet that's a version of reflection. Because I love to reflect, think about things. And other people are like, why don't you just live your life? What are you doing reflecting (laughs) I'm like well when you reflect on you know I like it's like I'm in the middle of this parenting thing right now but if I reflect on what's happened so far and what's happening right now then I'm able to grow it's part yeah it's part of why I get coached why I go to therapy for sure is that part of a zone of genius do you think the reflection Mm -hmm. yeah reflection yeah attention's under that bubble Mm -hmm. it's like Paying attention is reflection. Mm-hmm. All right. We're up to two values and five zones of genius. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about that? Amazing. Cause I didn't even identify. I like clearly didn't have a list before and I knew growth. It was kind of like, yeah, but I had a list of 20 and I had some of these things I could identify. I guess it's the how to tell people that these are zones of genius. I can practice that. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. What are some different ways that you think you would be able to communicate this to people? 
examples. Thinking about how this shows up in the workplace. Mm. Yeah, especially the workplace, there's probably even something of technology. Not, uh, What would that look like? Something like I will get called the person who does um, our, what, our learning management software, right? Like people are like, oh, Kayla knows what's going on over there. I'm a power user or something. I'm like, what is this title that they've assigned to me at work? I just click on the things and I figured it out. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I recognize it's, I put the time into it too. So there's, there's almost even like little nuances of, oh, right. When you do that technology thing at work or when you're a power user of a software, people pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does something like that tie in with these other zones of genius that we've described about optimism or enthusiasm, the following through and the discipline, the reflection, the connecting people and the intelligence or being smart. Mm -hmm. If anything, it falls under intelligence smart, but it relates to that whole, um, maybe it's even analytical. It's some version of analytical of, uh, it's also about spreadsheets. Love a good spreadsheet. Could have been a statistical consultant in another life. Could have been doing that full time. Almost did on several occasions. Like, oh, I love logic and statistics and math. Let's do more of that. Uh, so maybe under the umbrella of intelligence, smart. That might be the only one we're missing. Uh, analytical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so if I flesh out examples and times people have told me, I think that will crystallize of like, yeah, here are the things and some others might emerge or be under the umbrella of what we have here. Mm -hmm. Okay, where would you like to go from here? This is good. I feel like I have my list. Um, other tips or recommendations on this piece of it of like where, cause I know you've done a lot of this work, Katie, of where you have taken your zone of genius stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if there's any like action items that have naturally emerged for you out of this that would be oh, yeah. the next steps. What are some of those things for you? Yeah making the list of the examples and when people have told me mm. these things. And then even asking a couple close people with my list, like, Hey, here's what we came up with. Can you look at this? Am I missing anything? Like, hear me tell you these things. Are we missing any? Mm -hmm. They'd be able to tell me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do those feel as, as ways to kind of deepen this experience? Mm-hmm. Helpful. Mm -hmm. Gives me a very, it's like a little chart. I love a good chart of just, okay, here's what I'm going to do next. 
follow my steps. Okay. What is the timeline that you think you want to explore this further? Probably within a couple weeks. Only because I, it's like I need a little bit of weekend time to process mm-hmm. and to check in with people. Mm-hmm. Be like, take a look at this. Mm-hmm. So it'll give me some time in the morning. So it's probably a two-week process for now. I mean, values work I know is ongoing. We did some of this when we've coached before and I feel like it's at a deeper level. So it's like, oh, okay, if I do these tasks, tasks, I'll feel comfortable with here's where I am. I'm going to be able to tell people I'm all about consistency and growth. And actually Brene has a couple little exercises here about once you know your two, here are questions you can ask yourself in this dare to lead. Mm-hmm. So maybe even the dare to lead exercises would be something to follow up on as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll have a document of these with points under them and it'll almost be like my values resume. Ooh, (laughs) that sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. Values zone of genius resume. Mm. Here's, you know, and it's in feedback. It's like even from bosses or student evaluations, Mm -hmm. I can pull sentences that directly fall under these categories. Mm-hmm. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. To come back to. It'll be, it'll be one of those resources of like, oh yeah, what? But like, am I really going to forget consistency and growth? Probably not. But the, this list of zone of genius stuff, especially because I swim in it, I'll be like, wait, what are they again? Let's go back to those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of accountability would help you? as you're following through with these different activities. We know that follow through is a zone of genius for you, but is there (laughs) anything that I can do or anything that would be helpful for you? Which you could tell it's zone of genius. I'm like, wait, why would you need to follow up with me? What? Uh, I mean, I'm going to do it. Um, But actually, I mean, everyone who's listening could be like, well, we got to see that resume eventually, right? They'll be like, what is it? Let's see this values resume. I'll be like, of course I made it. And then, yeah, next time we see each other, um, next time when I'm ready to be coached, it'll, it can be that follow-up of how did the values uh, and zone of genius stuff go? Yeah, we can definitely do that. And of course, we will debrief at the end of the season. Oh, that's true. And yes. we can check in and let everyone know how these things went as well. Yes. What have I learned about myself as I developed out this document? Awesome. All right, Caitlin, what are a couple of key takeaways for you from today's session? That if you spend the time, I knew this would happen, but if we spend the time just letting it percolate and just wait, what? Giving the space to think about it makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Because by myself, I just, you know, it's like, okay, Brene, I'll circle my things here. And then I just felt stuck. So this, you know, key takeaway is this helped me get unstuck for sure. Mm -hmm. Get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, Caitlin, always a privilege to coach you. This is really fun today. Thanks for the time. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. 
If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.